Storytelling saves the world. Storytelling saves the world. With Jessica and Georgia and all their friends, you never know how the story's gonna end. But storytelling saves the world. Storytelling saves the world. Welcome to another episode of Storytelling Saves the World a podcast where you can find out more about integrating student movie making into your classroom. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Pack, and once again, I'm here with my most fabulous storytelling partner in crime, Georgia Terlahi. Greetings and salutations. Okay, it's been a minute since we've recorded a Storytelling Saves the World podcast. I don't want people to think we've been lazy, slacking, you know, sleeping on the job. But what have we been doing, Jessica? Why, why haven't we done this in a while? Oh my gosh. I feel like we are experiencing the lack of ability to, to say no to exciting opportunities. So um, we've been actually doing podcast double duty. We are co-hosts for the ISTE Community Leader podcast, The Edge. And we've been having really great conversations with educators all over the country been very exciting and um with those conversations I've had to do a little more homework before we do the podcast where like this I think we do a little bit of homework but then we're good because this is our wheelhouse but the other ones a lot of them are not in my wheelhouse and I like it but it does make me have to work a little harder so I think you could be right about that Oh, for sure. And this new podcast, we have like an actual producer and things are like, you know, a little more formal work environment than how you and I usually roll. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely think that we're growing and uh, it's been fun. And hey, we have a, a really big week ahead, actually. Oh, yes, because we well, let's uh, let's go back to last weekend. We also have been teaching classes to teachers in our district on movie making and UDL, which has been exciting because we've gotten some more people on board with that. And then this week is Q in Palm Springs and we get to present on Thursday. And the title of our presentation is? Well, the title of our session is Movie Making Mini Lessons for More Creative Communicators. We are gonna rock out some awesome tips for how to increase the quality of what your students are producing. And that is on Thursday in the Renaissance Pasadena Ballroom, I believe. Happen to be at Q, come on by and see us. That would be very cool. And we also get to hang out a few t different times in the Wii video booth. Um, kind of previewing the lessons we've written for the Wii Video Lesson Library. So if you're interested in that, we'll show you what's there and how to like implement them in your class. And so we're very excited about doing that as well. Well, and we can actually talk about that now because it was like government secret status that we <laughs> were doing a little bit of work with Wii Video on the side. But yeah, super excited to see them launch a lesson library to get teachers started with different projects with their students. So I guess we I guess we legit have been kind of busy and it's not our fault that it's March now, really. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I feel like I blinked and it's trimester three now and I'm like, where did the year go? Did somebody abduct, abduct me in like a DeLorean at some point and I was unaware? I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, I like that. I like that. that. I think I may go with that too. 
Well, listeners, in case you are a new listener or in case it's just been a hot minute and you forgot who we are, (laughs) Georgia and I bring a range of experiences to the show. I've been teaching middle school for the last 18 years, and my book, Movie Making in the Classroom, is published by ISTE Books. I'm also a California Teacher of the Year and an ISTE community leader. And I have 34 years of classroom experience at the elementary level. Yes, I started teaching before anyone had a cell phone. The phones were actually attached to the wall with a cord. I am currently a TK5 instructional coach and am also an ISTE community leader. We've both been using digital storytelling in our classroom for like 25 years combined. So sometimes on occasion, we kind of know what we're talking about. Got a little bit of experience. I mean, you know, definitely have some crazy ideas once in a while. Hey, you know what? You mentioned phones being attached to the wall. Some of my kiddos saw a picture of a rotary phone the other day and they were like, what is this? (laughs) Blow their mind. Just about died. Like the generation gap that I used to not feel, I feel it now for sure. That would make a great movie. Put a rotary phone in a room and just film middle school kids trying to figure out how it works. How you would think that would be very interesting. I think that would be super interesting too. I told them that we used to have to call for the time because my grandma had like this amazing French rotary phone that I used to love to like just make a phone with the giant handle that like yes glamorous oh my gosh and I used to just beg her to make a call so she'd have me call the time to find out what time to set all the clocks we didn't have cell phones with the time on it so we would have to call time because we didn't know what the universal time was I don't know how we survived honestly like pre-smartphone were we all just running around like willy nilly, not knowing the time, not knowing where we were or how to get anywhere or, like, or where anyone was like, you know, you couldn't call anyone until they got home. Or whether or not a restaurant is going to have a good meal or uh, if you're basically taking your life in your hands. That's so crazy. Well, today's going to be fun, Georgia. We've got some great stuff going on. So today we have a very special guest, someone we've met with our ITSTE and our WeVideo connection. That's right. We've got Erica Sandstrom, a.k.a. the Green Screen Gal. We are so excited you're here. Are you kidding me? I am so excited. I feel very honored. I'm so grateful that you uh, are having me on. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All the way from yeah. Massachusetts, too, like battening down the hatches. and so. Yes, we have a uh, 65 mile per, mile per hour wind gusts coming tonight for our nor'easter. So I love storms, but, but only when we, you know, get a, maybe a day off. <laughs> so if, we lo- if we lose uh, power, then we'll know why. We lose power, we know why. <laughs> no, we're good. How exciting. Well, I know that I have heard your name around everywhere especially like you know digital storytelling playgrounds the green screen gal you've got to meet her you've got to check her out i'll be talking to someone at itsd in the hallway and they're like have you seen the green screen gal you got to check her out she's got great resources (laughs) so for listeners who maybe haven't heard all of the excited chatter from other people who have interacted with you could you maybe give them a little bit of your origin story around video production, movie making, and kind of the educational context that you're working in? 
Absolutely. And I have had the same happen with you too. And the fact that it took us this long to meet. So same here. Um, well, yes, my name. Um, well, you know, my name, <laughs> I have been teaching for 32 years in grades three through eight, but, um, I, I think I'm older than both of you, but <laughs> I, <Doubtful>. well, <laughs> anyway, I, you know, we're, we come from the, the teaching age of, we saw the internet get invented. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Overhead projectors. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and even in college, uh, there was a computer lab, but it was just for you know typing and printing papers, which was whoa, blow your mind. And I was the only one brave enough to change the cartridge. And I think it (laughs) from there, you know, internet, and I just always had an obsession with technology from the very beginning, and. I was the brave one who, when we first got computers, when I moved back um, to New England. So I started, I started off in Kansas city, Missouri, went to college out there, even though I'm from New England. And then when I moved back to New England, um, became a third grade teacher, but was the technology facilitator, they called it back then. And um, from there, I got dragged up to the middle school. I should have never left elementary. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And uh uh, been there since 2004, teaching a class I now call digital media. And I'm also a digital learning coach for my district because I truly am obsessed with um, technology and ed tech. And uh, it's just never ending fun, as you both know. Um, and my digital media course uh, focuses on all of the careers you could possibly have in media, including animation and um, video production and graphic design and all these things, even video game um, making. You know, if you, uh, I always talk about Full Sail University down in Florida. It's where Pharrell went. It's very, ah. very cool. And um, he, um, when you, uh, that school has programs for everything from gaming to sports to uh, graphic design and, and so on. And when you click on the gaming icon, it says five or six four year college degrees just in gaming, whether it's visualization or, you know, and I tell the kids, someone has to code it, someone has to do this. So it's just this fascination of not only what I love to do with it, but for the kids, they're not too young um, to think about these things. These aren't things that we were told we could have as a career. We were told to be a teacher, right? (laughs) Well, and middle school kids especially lack that kind of, you know, bird's eye view of life and they're not particularly career minded and they're often not looped in at the middle school level to CTE pathways yet. So what a fantastic emphasis for a course to like get them thinking future forward. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Why we're having a lot of fun. Well, then this whole green screen gal thing. Um, so I think it was like 2015, I discovered, you know, the green screen. I was always uh, obsessed with with meteorology. I thought I wanted to be a meteorologist. And then I realized it was too much math. I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized it was the green screen. I was just fascinated and fascinated with Hollywood and all that, and especially storytelling and, and video. And um, so my very first green screen thing is horrible. I'm running from a dinosaur and the camera's all falling off the thing, but the joy that it brought us, I'll have to share it with you guys. Oh, absolutely. Uh, And it just started from there. And I just started experimenting and uh, a digital learning coach from a different district. She named me green screen gal. She says, you know, you're just, you're just the one to do this. And recently I found childhood pictures of mine from kindergarten, one from third, my mom gave me, and I'm wearing green. In every single picture, no, it was meant color. To, this color, 
yeah. made to be, which you wouldn't. Yeah, that's funny. It's so funny. So, um, yeah. So now here we are. And uh, I also have an obsession with mindfulness and social emotional learning. And I know you all do that as well beautifully. And that's another reason I knew about you. Um, but the, it was really the minute that the two met. And I realized how much healing can be done through the screen screen and through video production and storytelling that I just, it's literally a mission, just like it is for you to, to share this with every educator and get them comfortable uh, in with these, um, you know, with all of these amazing ways you can heal, not only the kids, but yourselves. I, I get near this thing. I'm obviously pointing at a green screen and I just giggle, giggle, giggle. I mean, I'm like, Oh, two in the morning. I have an idea. <laughs> well, Sorry. you know what? It makes, it makes me think of, you know, back Erica, when you and I were children and we played with like a box of costumes or, you know, like we didn't have all of this stuff, but the green screen, it's like, takes it to a level, you know, 10,000 times more than that. But it's like, your only thing that holds you back is your imagination. Like you can do anything, be anywhere. So I totally understand that idea of like, oh, I've got an idea. We can do this. But oh. the other thing I wanted to mention is you were talking, it sounds like your trajectory. You're not afraid to try things. No. And you don't worry about the failure. You're just like, <laughs> no, I'm going to jump off. And but th I think people need to know that whether, you know, in movie making and all the things we do is I think all of us have that same mindset of well, let's give it a shot. Like, what's the worst that could happen? And it's so important helping teachers, too, is to have a win. So, you know, uh, I know we'll probably talk about it later, but um, that's why I started the, the Green Screen Summit. It's called Not Just a Green Screen Summit because it's people like you who I would love to have you both in it, uh, tell, teaching all about digital um, storytelling and video and any kind of media, but getting teachers started where they have wins. And um, I honestly, I truly believe in starting with the fun stuff. A lot of times people will see my posts and say, you guys have a lot of fun there, but do you do science projects? I'm like, of course we do course we do but i don't start them with the science project i start them with hey we're going to run from a dinosaur and learn this learn this program <laughs> you know let's put bigfoot in your living room and then it, just teaching them all these little micro skills builds their confidence with the you know not just doing but all of these programs that we both use and then they go into these projects with this confidence like oh we could do this we could do this and and, and it's just magical um, and we, Jessica and I talk a lot about that in the trainings we do about starting with things that are low cognitive load that yes. like, so they're not <laughs> You're worrying. fancy with your words. I'm like, let's just have some fun. He was very fancy. But no, but that's the thing is like, start with something super fun that they know about or they could, and then worry. And as they learn the technology, then they've learned it in a fun way. Now you can up the cognitive load and it's not like daunting anymore. Right. Because you hear that you have to write a story. Um, and I think a lot of kids might might panic. But if I say we're going to create a, a digital video story using all these skills, such as um, I teach them things like let's match the music to your footage, to beats. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, do a lot of green screen. Uh, and a lot of slow motion uh, and, and time lapse and things like that for um, when I show them how you can throw time lapse in your videos to make it more creative. Uh, we do something called the declutter challenge. I have the kids uh, literally videotape themselves cleaning their rooms. 
and then we add music to it and then we produce it like a real video. And then they learn some creative ways how you can use time-lapse and slow motion in your videos for emotion. And, you know, I'm kind of going all over the place, but um, we do a lot of Zach King tricks. Oh, I got oh, to yeah. you guys get to meet him too. Yeah. Oh my God. Was it like meeting Oprah for you? Cause it was for me. <laughs> it was really awesome. And he was so generous with his like time and taking pictures with everybody. Oh, and, right. You know, <laughs> yes, yes, girl. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's so fun. I have to talk to her. <laughs> I know. I forgot you guys were there with me. I, I got very, uh, I took over that microphone. Cause I was like, this is literally like meeting Oprah for me. I have to, I have to meet this guy. <laughs> But um, yeah, so just even a lot of those tricks and, um, but uh, a lot of, have you guys ever used the Waldo effect for camera angles and shots? It's W-A-L-L-D-O. It's um, it's just a fun lesson that a lot of teachers use like Don Goble and um, Bruce Reicher and those, they love it. And Waldo is a great little activity you can do with the kids with uh, angles to make a quick little movie. I'm, I have one on my Twitter and Instagram with a panda bear. We pretend it is first day of school. So Waldo, the W stands for wide shot. And then you do an angle shot and then you do a low shot of, you know, if it's someone's feet at the locker, um, you know, the shot, the connecting shot, um, putting the camera inside the locker and do the opposite shot. So yeah. a quick little thing and they can make a, a video with music that looks like a professional video. And it could be about um, getting my lunch out of my locker. It's the story. And, and so that's one thing we do. And then they're, then they start to see as we break down other videos, how they're done. And um, I'm sorry if I'm babbling. <laughs> yeah, and well, I love what you're talking about. Cause you're giving them tools. Like you're giving them different effects and ideas they can pull from to better communicate their story and that's like the creative communicator standard where you're making strategic use of whatever is available to you to best concisely communicate your message i just love this exactly and i well you all are way better at let's take break this down by standards and what i'm teaching because sometimes it's <laughs> it just comes for me and then i go back later i'm like okay well we covered this and this yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like a back, you know, I go back. I say you're backwards mapper. That's I'm totally a backwards fun. mapper and my boss is okay with it because I'm an exploratory. So he's, 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 he loves what the kids are creating. And um, well, for example, today I have a group of students working on um, a news. We want to do a news station, but we want to make it more like Chronicle because it's too hard with the schedule I have to have the kids do regular stories that are timely. So there's one that we're doing um the croc of cra uh, I'm sorry, the craze of crocs cuz every kid is wearing crocs. I don't know in your school if it's crocs. Right. So yeah. today we were laying on the floor filming feet cuz I have 1500 students at my school going by and we were watching all the crocs. How many go crocs by. go by? Right. So they were using their Waldo shots to get some B footage and even some A roll today and so that was fun. But what's really fun is how to write the story, a new story. So yes, I have a outline and a template and all that. But before we even touch that, we we watched a news story that was about our school from Channel 4 and we reenacted it. We wrote out the script that actually happened and broke it down. And then they even got, I was in the story, so they even got to play me, which they love doing, you know, and we had <laughs> accents and everything. And then they really understood all the pieces of the story, including the B-roll, the voiceover parts or the panning shots or, you know, all of that stuff. And now they're excited to write their story, but it takes time to do the, 
it's good to do the research or to build their skills. Um, and that's where I was talking about building the skills. Uh, now the kids are like, oh, we could do this part in slow-mo. Oh, we could do this part. It would be really emotional. Oh, and if they didn't have those skills first, then, you know, their stories would probably all look alike or they would copy. And um, yeah, they even have green screen in them. We're having them um, at a news desk, but then the anchor is going to be in the screen up here and they're going to like pass them ice cream or climb out of it. And like, so oh, they're fun. Yeah. So they're making it fun. So, yeah. I, I did that years ago with fifth graders and we had a news station, but we did more like you're talking about it because it wasn't daily news. It was stuff around school or around Palm Springs area. And we made these funny stories and the kids loved it. They were completely engaged and they would come in and pitch stories. I, they would pitch stories on the playground and uh, yeah, it was very cool. So there's so many things you can do with that. And I'm sure you all do this too with shy kids. It's just as powerful to be behind the camera and be the director or be the one creating the story and seeing their story come to life. And I make sure to let the kids know that, um, you know, because they don't, a lot of the kids feel bad that they're, they're shy, but also they love the power of voiceovers and right. using B-roll is, is the savior for that. And so you can get all kids involved, uh, in that way. And, um, yeah. And I've noticed in middle school, I don't know if you've noticed this, it's harder for me to get kids on the green screen if they're sixth graders, maybe, but seventh and eighth, it's, it's difficult. So we do a lot of, I think, yeah, it's difficult. I think post pandemic too, like we saw a lot yeah. of our kids still wearing masks, like even now still wearing masks. And if you were to have like a, you know, down low conversation with one of them, like, you know, Hey, what's going on? A lot of them will say, I wear the mask because I don't like how I look. It's not so much that they're afraid of being sick. They just have this like block for themselves yeah. and like just yeah. this insane level of, um, you know, self-consciousness. Oh, so, I would not too. And it, we do have students that won't take theirs off still. And they have said the exact same thing and it, it breaks your heart. And, um, but the, those kids, you know, that's, that's when we uh, start having green masks. We did a green mask thing where they told their story on their mask and things like that. But but having them be behind the scenes, um, you know, that's been helpful. And I know you both have probably seen a lot of natural social emotional learning that happens in the planning of these stories. And that's so important. It's so important. And, um, you know, I, I, I love swooping in when kids are arguing and then it's a place, oh, I can teach I statements. <laughs> oh, going to learn something called I statements. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. that's powerful because that's, I'm sure taking your mindfulness training and fusing it with, you know, green screen and your um, movie making. And that's very powerful because that's how they find their voice sometimes. It is how they find their voice. And, you know, it's so nutty that I look, I, I look back on all this. It's all happened so fast with, you know, and then the, I ended up in the, on the cover of EdTech jumping like a, I don't know if you've seen it on a tech magazine. I have a boa and I'm jumping like this on a green screen. And I, and I'm thinking, how did this happen? I'm having fun. I'm laughing. This is, this is way too much fun for me. Um, but it's helping to heal kids and it's healed me. This green screen and all of this has, has healed me through some rough times. So I'm sure you ladies love your storytelling too. Don't you get so excited when the kids come up with an idea and you see that you just see them, you know, come out of the shell and they, and for middle school, we get them off their cell phones because they're, they're so excited to, to work with each other. So, 
100%. I feel like kids need opportunities to play. And this is a great way to to play and have fun. And, you know, there's like a bond forged with that where you can then be more vulnerable as the year goes on, because you know, this person so well, your your playmates. And, you know, middle school kids need to play, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, adults need still to play. need to play. You got it, girl, because I'll tell you that, you know, any any psychiatrist, psychologist in the world would say play is the healthiest form of um, for it's the healthiest thing any kid can do. Pretend and play. And that's exactly what they're doing. And they get to be somebody else. But there's just so many fun ways to do it. I mean, uh, kids really are into cloning themselves lately, interviewing themselves and how they could interview someone's <laughs> history. They dress, you know, it's just hysterical. Um, but I, you know, you do have to veer the kids though, especially the boys away from violence. So, <laughs> you know, when they come up with ideas off the top of their head, it's, they always want to do something where they're throwing someone off a building, but I'm like, no, 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 we're, <laughs> we're not we're in gonna- the studio. Not, not in this studio, kiddos. So um, that's why I I love doing the social emotional learning and especially the mindfulness, uh, the breathing techniques with the kids. I I recently just finally launched uh, hashtag my breathing bubble, which is um, it's I figured out a way to make a um, personalized breathing bubble in all these different programs where inside uh, you guys know what a breathing bubble is. I don't know if everybody else does, but a breathing bubble is kind of like the ones you see on the Calm app or on your Apple watch where you inhale and hold your breath and exhale and hold your breath. Well, a one minute breathing bubble scientifically can bring you out of fight or flight. It could. Oh, you know, that's good. To know. Oh, I do it at stoplights. I do it all the time. And so by doing these deep breathing techniques, even for one minute, um, these kids, I tell them right before you ha- take a test that you're anxious about, you might forget the answers if you're anxious. I said, but if you do your breathing bubble right before it, it I always put my hand like this for frontal lobe. I said, your frontal lobe has a chance to come back into play. And that's where the answers are. That's where your calming um, is. And so I've been having the kids make bubbles where inside their breathing bubble, that is inhale for three and hold and exhale for three and hold. Uh, they put pictures of their cats or a video of their dog, or um, some kids put pizza, <laughs> some put <laughs> basketballs and, you know, but something in their life that brought, that brings them joy or brings them peace could be a picture of a vacation they went on with their family. It could be whatever. And it's been shocking to me that I've had a hundred percent participation. I was blown middle school. Yeah. You know, I was blown away. And I had a girl come up to me today. She said, oh my gosh, I had a hockey tournament last night and I used my bubble and I got a goal. (laughs) (laughs) She she kept thanking me and I'm like, oh. So those kind of projects, I I always try to sell it to middle schoolers that we're making them for younger kids or we're trying to help adults calm down. Let's let's do this for the world. But it's it's not about us. Yeah, yeah. I think you're selling this whole project idea perfectly. So I have to ask like, for the teacher who's never put their toe in the green screen ponds, like they're hearing you talk now about breathing bubble and they're like, I'm all in. Where do they start to experiment? Like what what, what should they get a hold of? So first of all, follow you know, follow Green Screen Gal on all the channels because I, lo- I post a lot. But right now I literally just put an article out in Rise EDU Magazine. It's on my Twitter right now. Um, and 
I uh, shared an article about the breathing bubbles. Um, it's also hashtag my breathing bubble. And if you go to the article, you can click on some links for some free templates and tutorials I'm working on. It's a beta course um, I'm, I'm uh, giving out to the world because I want people to breathe. <laughs> as far as green screen, oh my goodness, uh, my YouTube channel has um, doink um, tutorials. Uh, if you have an iPad or uh, even a group of iPads, that is a must for every classroom. It's a $5 app. You only pay for it once and you're a customer for life. And uh, it's magic for all K through 12. And um, so I have a lot of tutorials on that. Um, I also have, um, and also their website has some and their app in app has it. We video, I'm a huge, we video girl as well. And as you know, and um we video, I have a lot of tutorials on that, but all of us, I think a lot of people do. Jen Levon, she's amazing with green screen. Um, gosh, the summit, which Jen Levon and a lot of we video people are in, and hopefully you too in the future, <laughs> uh, is uh, a good place to start. But it's, I mean, I'm kind of going blank right now because there's a lot of places you can get started, but it's more about just giving it a try. Um, I also have a course too, a, a uh, online course for uh, starting uh, on a green screen. And I will send to you all um, a thing I made for people. It's 10 ways to create a green screen studio and get started on any budget because you can do this for $10. I I have green sweatshirts I've used for <laughs> pasted on a wall. Um, you can turn on your projector in your classroom, open up Canva or Google Slides or even WeVideo and just make a green slide and you have a green screen waist up right there and, and we'll, oh my gosh we'll be, that's genius <laughs> and we'll be sure to put all of that on our website all the links and stuff that you um are talking about so that could be a place where teachers could get started um i love all the stuff you're excited about i love the idea of the breathing bubble i want to check that out because i think that's super impactful and even for elementary i like what you said about you know getting helping get rid of the fight or flight because we have a lot of kiddos that that's where they are because their amygdala has not right completely developed yet. So yes. um, I think that's really powerful. Um, and I know we can't talk forever. So, <laughs> I could, but, seriously. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. But so at the end, we do two things. So one thing we do, we at, like to ask five rapid fire questions and just say what comes off the top of your head if you're cool with that so that's my first question uh what is your go-to drink or activity after a long day in the classroom red wine i'm gonna sing to you <laughs> red red, red wine. wine that's what i think <laughs> what is your current favorite green screen background Ooh. like to plug in <laughs> oh honestly lately it's building them in canva i just oh it's it's Oh, that's a hard one. Um, what do I go to the most? I have this smiley face one, just sprinkled smiley faces. Anytime someone's wearing green, I, I make them the green screen and I put smiley faces all through their bodies. <laughs> favorite project this school year? My favorite project this school year? Um, I'm going to say the breathing bubbles because it's 100% participation and I'm watching kids. Yeah. What sure. is your biggest green screen fail? Biggest oh, God. <laughs> so I'll go to my YouTube and Twitter and you'll see me fall on my face. Um, 
biggest fail is is just when I uh, during my lunch hour I like to try out things and I have a lot of literal falls but one of my um, other ones is I work with the elderly with the green screen and it's usually a win-win-win uh, but we cover the wheelchairs and the walkers and we make them disappear that we have 90 year olds bungee jumping like it's just amazing but um, I just made a few mistakes there with covering um, learning how to to learning how to get around a bunch of walkers I had a big Basically, I got my legs all caught up in the walkers and I went down. It was pretty funny because they were all parked on the side. <laughs> Just, <laughs> never mind. Long story. <laughs> You're like, yeah, but I, project and entertainment. <laughs> oh, oh, I know the thing. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> That's hilarious. No, actually, I, I you might even cut that part out. <laughs> I um, I decided to use a green cloth as a floor and the kids wanted to learn how to walk on a runway for the green screen. Huge mistake. So now I have foam pads. Never put a green screen on the floor. So it's on my, it's actually on my YouTube and I took a huge tumble forward, almost a front flip and it's pretty funny in slow-mo. So you might want to watch that. Yes, no, I definitely <laughs> no. watch it. Okay, last question. What are you looking forward to the most this spring? <laughs> uh, this spring, I am, uh, I live in New England. I'm looking forward to the, the sun coming out and the weather, but um, I, I would say to see uh, the final projects of a lot of my students that I have for the, I have a class that I have the full year and see our newscast come to be. Awesome. And ISTE, ISTE, ISTE too, to see ISTE. you later. Are you going to Philly? Oh yeah, that's only five hours for me. Yes. Okay. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so awesome. I can't wait. Like uh, this is, this is huge for us. We had only been to um, ISTE before in person last year. So this is our second in person as like community leaders and presenters. And we're so amped, like we're already talking about <laughs> what we want to make sure we do, who we want to make sure that we so meet. Excited. I'm actually doing two playgrounds with the green screen. So you're welcome to come join me if you want to come play and, and maybe That's do that. That's happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A lot. Well, it's so happening. <laughs> All right, so the last little fun thing we like to do, I don't know if you're familiar with Storymatic cards. Storymatic cards are this giant box of cards that give you like something to help you tell a story. And so we like to do it. Um, Jessica's gonna time us. We, we have a minute, each of us have 20 seconds. And I have beginning, middle and end cards that'll shuffle, shuffle and decide what we're doing. But before we start, I'll tell you what I drew today for us. So here, here are the two things. A, pers a person answering a um, personal ad, but we could say person, you know, on a dating app. All right. Person on a dating <laughs> app and magic gloves. So those two things have to be in the story. Person on a dating app and magic gloves. So we can think for a few minutes while I three card Monty beginning, middle and end. And I'll do it behind my back. So Erica, since you're our guest, you get the first one. Erica, you're going to be the middle of the story. Okay. You'll be the middle of the story. Jessica's sweating. This is like her least favorite part of the day. And I, uh, Jessica, you're the beginning. Okay, I've got it. I'm up for the challenge. You're up for the challenge, which means I will be the end. I got to bring it on home. We have one minute. We have a person on a dating app, Magic Love. So when, uh, you tell us when you're ready, Jessica, and you can start. 
So one day, Alec was kind of, you know, lonely, sitting on his couch at home, eating an entire gallon of ice cream, when he realized, you know, my life would be a lot better if I had someone to share it with. So he got on his dating app to look for his perfect match. And lo and behold, he has these magic gloves that automatically make his perfect match swipe in the right direction for him. That way he has every choice he'd like to have. So he put on his magic gloves and as he was looking, he found his perfect, he found his perfect date. Um, her name was Adelaide and he put on his gloves and he waited for Adelaide to sweep it, swipe in his direction. She did, they met. They formed this great bond and they lived happily ever after. And Georgia, yeah. we did it! That was amazing! I didn't even time myself. Oh, that was amazing. What a cute game. I'm playing that with my students tomorrow, not the dating net part, but I'm actually maybe. <laughs> I just want to say that in four seasons, we've never made the time limit. We always not. try to make ourselves feel better by being it's like Gabby oh, here, too. <laughs> Yeah, no, this was amazing. Like, obviously, this is the magic mix. <laughs> I, ladies, I hope that you're up for collaborating because I, you are clearly soul sisters. I think we need to play together and do something for sure. Before we let you go, why don't you tell listeners, where can they find you, all the socials, all the good stuff? Where can people find the green, green screen gal? <laughs> green screen gal, um, dot com. Uh, green screen gal on Twitter, green screen gal 44 uh, on Instagram. Um, I'm on, I'm attempting TikTok <laughs> uh, and on obviously LinkedIn and all those other things, but that's the best place to find me. But I do love green screen questions. I try to answer all of them and lead you in the right direction because this is something that we all need to do. But also uh, look up hashtag my breathing bubble and watch that journey so you can start your own journey uh, with your students. Yay. Thank you so much for joining us. Seriously, this is awesome. And I'm totally doing the breathing bubble thing. Because I I totally agree that they have like very little emotional self-regulation skills and it makes them nuts sometimes. (laughs) I will will share with you, ladies, there's some on there now, but show you examples and the kids really, even the kids that usually don't do anything, they truly enjoyed making them. And now the stories are flowing in of actual, they're actually working for them. So it's, it's literally filling my heart, but I am still putting that course up. I only have the Canva templates in there, but you, I will, you will be able to make a, a bubble in doing, um, we video of course is a great bubble. That one's coming up next week with Ryan. I'm going to be on we videos, um, webinar, webinar. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Teaching the bubble next week, actually the 24th. Um, and then, um, keynote. And even Flipgrid, I have an activity for Flipgrid. Wow! And nice. some of them, some of them are really, really easy, and some of them are a little more intricate. But that's okay. K through twelve can can use these bubbles, depending on which one they choose. So, I love that you're giving all those resources too, because it's like super equitable for whatever districts have access to. I mean, there's such a disparity of access between you know rural and urban, and big districts and little districts, and so I, I, I'm a big fan of that. And my students are also, we're working with some, we're trying to uh, work out a thing with uh, these kids in Bangladesh where we're making bubbles for them. Not all of them have devices, 
but a lot of them have phones or access to a way to watch them. They just can't get in and, and create them. So it's been a real neat bonding thing for my students uh, as the kids start to tell us about themselves, send us pictures of their dog or, or something like that. So it has a, it has a lot of uh, legs on it that we're hoping to to get off the ground, but it is something, I think it's my passion project because um, yeah, I don't know. You understand. It just, one, yep. this is the one I really want to give back with. So. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks so much. Cool. <laughs> Thank so you much. so much. Seriously. We totally appreciate your time and knowing the time difference, like that you're at home on personal time, girl, we appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you so much. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Storytelling Saves the World. Our show notes can be found on our website, storytellingsavestheworld.com. And hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and give us a review. And if you have an idea for our podcast, please email us via the contact form on our website. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's storytellingsavestheworld.com. Until next time, what's your story? Story.